it has come to my attention that the people I was supposed to meet on my project site are running an hour and a half behind. So I said, you know what? Let's get a little pod in. And little Jonathan wanted to be a part of the pod, but he's going golfing. So we're just going to do this one flying solo. And we're going to talk about... This will be the most short-lived pod yet because um, we're going to talk about the best available veterans uh, on the market. And who knows? Maybe they'll all be gone by the time the expansion draft's over, and this doesn't really matter. But we'll go position by position, uh, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, etc. And just cover these. Let's do... hmm, We'll do top three at each position with some uh, honorable mentions uh number one quarterback available is probably Jameis winston just because he has the highest ceiling last time he was a quarterback one or he's last time he was a starting quarterback he ranked as quarterback five on the season with 30 touchdowns and 30 interceptions so if sean payton can keep that touchdown rate up and keep the interceptions low then Jameis winston has potential to uh rank as a quarterback one again uh the Probably the next best quarterback option is going to be just because Jameis Winston's job isn't secure. I'd probably say, actually, no, I'm going to go with fucking Ryan, Ryan Fitzmagic up there in in Little Magic City, uh, Washington. Uh, he is going to sling that fucking rock all over the place. He got weapons in Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, etc. Uh, so I I think that he has checkdown options in. Gibson, Lil Gibby Boy, and uh, Smooches. So I think that there is a, an avenue where Ryan Fitzpatrick has steady production all season. Um, but is he worth a pick in our league? I don't know if you would take him like over someone like Mac Jones. So, uh, Which Mac Jones will probably go in like the late third, maybe fourth of our draft. So I, I'm not sure if you're going to be taking someone like Ryan Fitzpatrick in our draft. Uh, you also have mid-tier options, or I guess Taysom Hill. If if he's able to secure that job over Jameis Winston or if he gets first crack at it and doesn't really let it go, he has that high rushing floor. And I think he's really the only quarterback available with that rushing floor. Um, so if, if he's in last year, he was averaging like 20 points a game over the stint that he was the starter. Uh, so if, if he's able to lock in that starting job, then Taysom Hill is definitely going to be a, a quarterback one uh, on average for the time that he spends in that starting slot honorable mentions here we just had that mid-tier of quarterbacks um in jared goff Derek carr jimmy g so those are the guys that you're going to get like a steady quarterback too no higher no lower each week um for some Derek carr just he's a good quarterback he just doesn't have the rushing floor so that's going to really limit his his uh fantasy production running backs we have Number one, I would say J.D. McKissick. Um, he ranked number one, I think, last year in running back targets and receptions. So with Ryan Fitzpatrick there, I'm not sure he is known for his checkdowns. He's more like a sling it, sling it little boy. Uh, so J.D. McKissick, maybe his floor is capped because of that, but I think he... he ceiling would be the thing that's capped you can't cap a floor the fuck am i talking about uh i think that his ceiling is capped because of that 
Is it? What am I fucking saying? I have no idea. His ceiling is wide open. If he's leading the league in receptions last year and Ron Rivera was like, let's do that, then hell. That dude got a that dude got a massive ceiling. I don't know. Maybe in Ryan Fitzpatrick's old age, he doesn't sling it as deep anymore. I don't fuck it. Jaden McKissick, number one running back. Number two is Joshua Kelly. Uh, he is probably going to have first crack at the second running back for the Chargers. What a mouthful. Uh, but that position has value historically. So the, the number two for the Chargers last year, it ended up being they, – they gave Joshua Kelly the opportunity. They were like, eh. I think they tried to give Jackson the uh, opportunity, and that didn't work out. And Kalen Balazs came in and fucking killed it. So they do want a second running back there, and I think Joshua Kelly is going to be the guy to get first crack at it this year. And then they'll probably do Justin Jackson again, and, hell, we might land on Larry Roundtree. But it doesn't sound like Larry Roundtree is part of the bigger picture here uh, outside of special teams. Number three, I'm going to give it to – honestly, I'm going to give it to Sony Michelle just because there's rumors that he is going to get traded – and I think a change of scenery is going to be good for him, depending on where he lands. And I think that that's definitely worth the shot to take, is is banking on him finding a new home and possibly getting more of a workload than he's going to get in New England. And New England has always had shaky running back situations, so I think anything outside of New England is going to be good for Sony. And he has the dr- former draft capital to uh, do something with that. The honorable mentions we have for running backs... Uh, Salvin, Savion, Servi, dude, Ahmed, 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 however you pronounce his name. Uh, if Miles Gaskin performs like the seventh round pick he is, then, I mean, his Gaskin's value comes from the massive workload he can take. I mean, he was getting like 20 carries a game last year. So, A, higher chance for injury, and being that he isn't like a phenomenal running back, which neither is... Uh, this dude, Ahmed, Ahmed. Um, but I think I think that there's an opportunity for him to eventually become the starter down there in Miami. Uh, so I mean, that's all we're looking for in these in these veterans. I mean, there's a reason that everybody you know cut them because they're not they're not big time producers. But I think that there is a there's there's always there's always somebody that's a running back that comes in late season and starts performing, and that might be uh, Ahmed here. Uh, honorable mentions include. Jeff Wilson Jr., currently the number two for the 49ers, but I don't know how long that's going to last. They are an injury-prone team for some reason, and opportunity shows up for these running backs every season, or at least the last three seasons that's happened. Um, Justin Jackson might get a crack at that number two for the Chargers, and carry on Johnson, landing with the Eagles. Um, He's probably going to be the number two two running back there on first and second down so i think if something happens to miles sanders then you're going to see more carry on johnson but i think that kenneth gainwell is going to be more that pass catcher back or at least that's how it's sounding right now but i think that uh rig's going to want to handcuff carry on maybe in like the fourth round or try and figure out how to get him if he doesn't go in this expansion draft wide receivers we have sterling shepherd and similar to him we have uh, Anthony Miller. So that's probably my one and two. Um, but they're in similar situations being that they're probably both the number four option in their offense. Uh, I mean, just going through the Giants, you got Galladay as the one, maybe Tony or Ingram as the two, and then Tony or Ingram as the three. 
and then Sterling Shepard's the odd man out in that in that starting lineup. He does line up outside, but uh, what is it worth whenever you're probably number four in, in target share? Anthony Miller, same story with Allen Robinson, uh, Darnell Mooney, and with the rise of Cole Komet late last season, I think that uh, being the number four target in that offense is a, a capped ceiling. But there is opportunity for them to exceed that just because they are a starting outside wide receiver and that's always a good spot to be especially for fantasy purposes um i will say number three is i'll go with honestly i'll go with cole beasley who was just dropped by trevor and i think that you know he he's he's an older wide receiver he's 31 maybe going on 32 uh, i'm not sure how he's going to be at the you know this time that her by the time the season starts, but he almost had a thousand yards last year, four touchdowns, seventy some receptions. Likely due from for some regression due to his age and uh, Gabe Davis maybe getting some more targets. But if you're looking for someone just with steady production, Cole Beasley is going to be your guy. Uh, it seems like, and he's done that the, the past two seasons with Josh Allen. So they have a connection. Um, yeah, I, I think that it more. Cole Beasley's more of a fit for a contender than someone looking to build up their uh, their team. Just get a guy that, that you know is going to produce. Um, honorable mentions, I, I considered putting this guy at three, but Ankeel Harry, uh, he was the 103 two years ago, and there is also rumors that he's going to get a change of scenery. So that that could bode well for Ankeel Harry. Uh, you know, we, we had the, a situation like his with Jameson Crowder a couple of years ago and there were every season you went in thinking Jameson Crowder might do something big uh, for Washington and never really did until he went to the Jets and then he was getting 10 targets a game so I, I don't think that Ankeel's skill set is a 10 target a game type of guy you know the short routes and everything but uh, I think that maybe a change of scenery would be good for him uh, going back to Anthony Miller, there was also rumors he could get traded. So if he's an outside receiver somewhere else, maybe that maybe that works out for him. Um, we're just shooting for ceiling here. Scotty Miller uh, out there. Tim Patrick had a good season last year, but Sutton was injured. Uh, Brashad Perryman, we don't know how that Lions offense is going to shake out, but he's available. And Jalen Hurd. You know, Jalen Hurd hype train starts every offseason because 49ers don't stop talking about him. They want to incorporate him, but he just can't get healthy. So I think that Jalen Hurd is worth a flyer in our draft, but uh, we'll see if he even makes it to training camp before busting his knee open. Over to the tight ends, we have Tyler Higby as the top-ranked guy. He's actually the top-ranked player out of anybody in this West just said petite twink mukbang. Let's see what that's all about. What is mukbang? Oh. All right. Um, <laughs> Tyler Higby is the top-ranked uh, player of any of these vets in terms of a startup ADP. And he is the unquestioned tight end starting tight end on that Rams offense I don't think there's anybody else behind him that's going to take a bunch of snaps uh Jared Everett came in and took some touchdowns from him last year but he's gone and now I think they have the fuck's that dude's name I don't even remember Bryson Hopkins is the other tight end there 
but I think for right now, Tyler Higby's locked in to that starting tight end spot. It's just the fact that Matt Stafford has never really had a tight end that's produced outside of last season with uh, TJ Hawkinson. So maybe he starts that trend of using his tight end more, but it doesn't seem like that's the Rams' primary uh, goal for their quarterback, and it doesn't seem like that's Matt Stafford's uh, first look. So I, I don't I don't know where his ceiling is, but I know his floor is pretty low. Blake Jarwin came with a lot of hype last season um, before he got injured, and then what what the fuck's his name? Dalton Schultz. Uh, he, he came in, and he, I think he was like 10, 10 last year. So if Dak Prescott starts putting his you know, 400-yard games together again like he did last year before he got injured, we can see Blake Jarwin uh, getting, a, getting a decent share of those targets because the, that defense is going to be busy covering all the wide receivers on the outside. So maybe tight end is a uh, pretty high-volume spot in this, in this offense, at least early on before teams, you know, figure out how they want to cover the Cowboys. Anthony Ferkser is taking over for Johnny Smith as the starting tight end for the Tennessee Titans. Uh, Johnny had a, he was tight end one last year for, for a couple weeks. So maybe Ferkser um, becomes a, a bigger target in that offense, especially now that Corey Davis is gone. Uh, but I think that that's really it for guys available in this draft that, that are the unquestioned tight end starting tight end i guess you also have gerald everett he's probably gonna be the starting tight end in seattle um but aside from that we have like a timeshare tight ends in austin hooper and harrison bryant both of those are fine options at tight end for streaming uh just which one's gonna hit zach Ertz is out there but he's sharing time with dallas goddard so uh, we'll, we'll see where where he lands rob gronkowski and oj howard are available oj howard is ranked higher in terms of startup adp but Gronk produced a little more last year. Maybe if O.J. Howard gets a change of scenery, then, then you know, tight ends, sometimes you hear they develop late. Uh, maybe maybe if he gets a new landing spot and he's at the point in his career where he can actually, you know, be on the field for the majority of the snaps, then we can see O.J. Howard maybe take that next snap. But we've been waiting for that for years now. In terms of uh, multi-positional players, I think that, Probably the top one here is Cordell Patterson. No, Jeff Gordon is probably leading in the uh, positionless category. He has really high upside, um, fast player. I think he, he clocked in his 40 at like point like two seconds. So he was uh, he runs about 200 miles an hour, maybe more than that. I'm not. The only, the only issue with him is he can't turn right. So, like, all his routes are limited to just going to the left side of the field. Uh, we also have Ruben Stuttered. Yep, we got Ruben Stuttered. <laughs> I don't know what the hell Ruben Stuttered does. Was that the dude from American Idol? Does he have the voice of an angel? Does he even sing? Who the fuck's Ruben Stuttered? Man, I know he exists. Yeah, that's the guy from American Idol. So I guess he has he has good relationship with Simon Simon Cow and uh, that other girl. Whatever the fuck their names were. Um, Dick Vermeil. I think he was like a coach. I don't know. But yeah, the ceiling on those guys, man. If you you could take them in the first round, I don't think anybody would be upset. But. Uh, right now, I think that they're probably best available at 301 and 
that's going to do it for this pod. Bye.